joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hi, welcome to Blissful Living. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. And I have a wonderful show for you today with regards to it's a little bit different than what we normally do. Um, You know, as I'm focused on wellness, wisdom, and wealth, um, helping you to build and sustain wellness, wisdom, and wealth um, without any stress at all so that you can step into the lifestyle that you dream and desire with success and ease. Um, today's show is going to be focused more about wealth and how you can protect your wealth um, a little bit. Now, my guests today are two, I want to say, bona fide gentlemen, and they um, are are share their time with us, which is very precious because they're very busy guys. And so I want to thank them um, for taking time to grace us with their presence on the show. Before we get started with these bona fide wealth experts, um, mm-hmm. I just want to thank our sponsors, All Day mm-hmm. Cable Incorporated, a telecommunications installation company located in Silicon Valley, been in business for almost 30 years, and they specialize in network distribution. So if you need voice, data, fiber, wireless systems, audio, uh, sound systems, speaker systems, uh, and um, any camera installations, you might want to check them out. Give them a call. They are um, easily reached at, uh, first of all, www.alldaycableinc.com. And on that website, on their website, you can find out specifically how you can connect with them directly if you have a need or you know someone that has a need for some dynamite telecommunications that won't fail. Their model is they make the right connections so that when you go to connect with your customers, you're making the right connections that first time. The second sponsor I want to thank is the Health Healing and Wellness Company, actually known now as Blissful Living for You. And they are a holistic company uh, designed to help you increase and build and sustain wellness, wisdom, and wealth. It's going along with Blissful Living, the podcast here. And if you are curious about what they have to offer, then check mm-hmm. them out at Blissful Living, the number four, and the letter you.com. Now, because we're on a tight schedule today with our bona fide wealth experts, let me introduce you to them. First of all, if you're out there and you're wondering, you have questions about how you can protect your wealth, um, your portfolio in that area, or you're just kind of curious or you don't even know what we're talking about with regards to when I say wealth because it can mean a couple different things in my um, world, then just stay tuned because these guys are going to give you some information to help get you started, pique your curiosity, and help you move forward in a more uh, positive manner and um, with more confidence when it comes to protecting and uh, building and sustaining your wealth. Now, the first gentleman is Rob King. And Rob has been a Northwestern Mutual Financial Advisor for 14 years. He started his career after graduating from Century College with a degree in economics. And he has lived in Louisville, home of Muhammad Ali, for the majority of his life. That's right. There you go. Louisville's favorite son. Well, you know it. And it is a proud graduate of DuPont Manual High School. Now, Rob has served... Mm -hmm. 
the community in many capacity. He has performed various roles with the funds for the arts, including past chairman of Next and co-founder of the 35 and under 35 leadership campaign. Rob has served six years as a board member of the Louisville Ballet. Oh, and um, and those roles include treasurer and vice president. He has served on the is it Century College alumni board and was named as college alum. Um, excuse me, young associate um, of the year 2013. Now he. Um, has done some stuff with the Boy Scouts of America and was recognized by In Focus Magazine as one of Louisville's new faces of philanthropy in 2012. In 2017, Rob was recognized for his outstanding community service by the Louisville Metro Council. Now, um, this is something interesting about Rob. He's a member of the 2013 Leadership Louisville Ignite class and worked jointly with the Kids Center for Pediatric Therapies. And so Rob currently serves as board member on the Crimson Mission, which helps to support DuPont Manual High School. So that's about our first bona fide wealth expert. And our next one is a young man um, who's multi-talented as well. I love his first name. I'm kind of partial to these people with these <laughs> names, but I definitely love his first name because my firstborn is has this first name, his first name as well. But Christopher, Mr. Christopher Moody, is an advisor with Northwestern Wealth Management Company. He is from Los Angeles, California, and Chris began right. his career while attending Concordia University in Irvine under the internship where he learned the fundamentals of insurance and investment planning. Now, um, I could go on and tell you a little bit more about Christopher, but what I like to um, share with you is regards to Christopher practice practice working. <laughs> with families and businesses across the country to help them save money, protect their assets, and reduce their long-term tax liability by helping them to define their goals, visions, and dreams. And Christopher's mission is to ensure that everyone has a plan to get the most amazing life that they possibly can have. And see, so you see how these guys kind of fit with the theme of blissful living and what we're all about, particularly under our wealth pillar. So I want to welcome these two Bonafide wealth experts um, to Blissful Living. Welcome, guys, well, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's very good to have you, and I thank you for saying yes when I asked because um, I know there are people out there uh, that you know think they got their stuff together when it comes to their wealth component of their life. Um, some people know they don't have their stuff together, and some people really just don't even know where to begin. It's just a big, scary type of thing. You know, when you think of wealth, you think of, you know, stocks and bonds and trading on stock market and how that's so um, sometimes cyclical and so volatile at times. And so, you know, a lot of people want to shy away from it. But the bad thing is when you shy away from protecting your wealth, your assets, you know, you get into your older period of life and you realize that you should have had more money because if you would have done stuff younger, uh, then you would, you know, you wouldn't be in some, some of the situations that we find ourselves into living here in America today. So I'm going to jump right in. Gentlemen, um, whoever wants to take this question first, 
in a quick synopsis, like I loved how Christopher just kind of summed his stuff up, you know, with regards to his goals and visions for helping people. And that's beautiful. Um, I'm going to give this one to Rob. Rob, how about in a quick synopsis, describe exactly what you do. So quickly what we do is we really help people define what financial security is and help them achieve what their most amazing life is. So we sit down and have a conversation either over the phone, in person, and really figure out what are their goals and objectives. You know, what have they done to this point? Where do they want to go? And then we help them connect the dots to help them get to that point. Love it. And without a plan, you know, having a dream is sometimes impossible. But I think people sometimes don't I, – I know people – and I know a lot of people don't realize that they want to dream life, but they don't have a plan to get there. And if your money ain't right, if you're not protecting that component, it's going to be very, very hard for you to get to the point of having your dream life. So having a plan, no matter whether, you know, when you start a business, you start to have a business plan. When you have a life plan, a lifestyle plan, a dream plan for your life when it comes to your wealth component, it's absolutely key to have a plan with that. And a lot of people don't even think about it that way. Now, if someone was just starting out, what are some of the basic planning tools and tips that they could use to make sure that they're getting off on the right foot and heading down the path of success? Chris, you want to take that one? Yeah, I'd say, you know, first, you want to make sure you think about both your short-term and long-term financial and personal goals and really just kind of figure out what you would like to achieve or accomplish in the next three years, five years, ten years, so on and so forth. Um, and then, you know, with our team especially, we'd make sure we use that to create a plan based off of you. And with income being the driving factor and mostly any goal, you know, planning to protect your income with disability insurance is a major key. Um, we like to look at that as kind of the defensive part of the planning. Um, and when you think, when you know anything about sports, you know, a good, a good offense is a good defense. Um, but really, um, disability planning is going to come in all shapes and form. You can do it. You can protect your income. If you're an individual, protect your, protect your income. If you're a business owner, there's a lot of things there. Um, but simply put, if you're unable to work, you don't have many options. If you have a 401K, that may seem like a place to get money for a short period of time. But by the time you take out, you know, the pre-59 and a half, penalty and pay taxes, it can be very costly. So um, then you also have group disability at work sometimes. That's another great plan. However, many people don't really realize that it could be taxed and the benefit is only get only a percentage of your income. So um, lastly, you know, really need to figure out what your monthly budget and, and determine, you know, if you're in a surplus, breaking even or in a deficit, um, because once we've identified that, that's when we can plan to move forward. We can't really help you if you don't have a surplus of discretionary income to work with. And um, our specialty is really just to help clients steward their money when they do have a surplus and make sure it's going in the right direction considering taxes, risk, and liquidity and how that relates to all the different buckets, you know, as far as, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, CDs, life insurance, annuities, and et cetera. And Rochelle, wow. I'll toss in that one of the, one of the things yeah. that um, that it's amazing. Like we all know, simplistically, we got to do a budget, right? But sometimes yeah. you just need that that hand in the small of your back encouraging you to get it done. And I can't tell you how many of my clients will go through an entire process. We'll have a conversation. I'll get to the end, and I'll ask them what they found to be the most valuable, and they'll say doing the budget. In my mind, I'm like, you you could have done that without me, but I. 
then I realized you need someone just to kind of nudge you in the right direction because you know it's good, you know it's simple, you know you can do it, but you just need that extra nudge to get it done. So true. You know, uh, you'd be amazed at how many people go through life without – um, doing a budget or budget planning or anything like that. It's kind of amazing. Um, but, you know, that's not, again, you know, you just do what you do based on what you're learning as you grow up and, and what you're exposed to. And that's not something they teach in college, which is really ashamed um, because a lot of times, you know, you get out of college and you might get into a job making a lot of money and you spend as fast as you earn it because you don't know anything about finance. You don't know anything about budgeting. You don't even know how to balance a checkbook most of the time. So um, it, it's real It's real cool that you guys bought that information up. And, Chris, I really liked how you shared like a 3, 5, 10, and maybe 20-year plan um, is important to have because if you streamline out, if you have that plan and you have those increments, I think that um, – in the short term, a three-year a three year plan, it looks a lot more easier to swallow than a 20-year plan. But then, you know, you still know once you hit that three-year plan, you want to have a five, a ten, and so on. I think it's just really, um, just really good information that people don't really know about. So thank you for sharing that. Now, Chris, you mentioned a few things. And one of the things is life insurance. Share with the listeners quickly, what is life insurance, and do people really need it? And if so, how much – well, let me stop. What is life insurance, and if, do people really, really need to have life insurance? Yeah, it's a good question. And um, Life insurance means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, and there's different uses. Um, and, and I'll start this by saying, you know, there, there's a there's definitely a negative connotation around life insurance, and um, I like to look at things as, as nothing's either bad or, or good. It's just really on how you're going to use it. And historically, we've seen a lot of bad execution with the life insurance product. But I'll give you an example here um, just to kind of give you an importance on how life insurance can play a major role in a family. So let's say that um, you're married two kids and get in a tragic car accident. You currently have about $400,000 mortgage that you owe, um, $30,000 of credit card debt, and your family will now have to pay funeral costs, which on average can be up to, you know, $700,000 to $30,000. You know, it's not cheap. And your husband or, or wife, whoever, you know, is still alive, the surviving spouse, is now struggling with the thought of, you know, having to send your children to school um, on a single income and, you know, the, the reality of it is your your goals don't change just because a spouse passes, right? If you had that three, five, ten-year plan to right. do X, Y, Z with your spouse, that doesn't change because one person passes away. So having a life insurance policy in place helps your family in the event of you passing. Um, it allows them to have financial security and what will probably be one of the most difficult times in their life. So um, I, I, I think you had another question. I'm sorry. No, you you are you are on it. Let me ask you this. I'm going to put a little um, twist in that question with regards to life insurance. Now, you mentioned if you you know are married and you have two kids, you know, like a typical traditional American family. Um, that's great. However, if um, what if your kids are no longer living in your house or they're grown, do you still do you still need the life insurance? And if so, do you still need to carry as much? as you would have carried um, when the kids were younger? 
Yeah, yeah, good question. So um, it, it really depends on the situation um, because at the end of the day, everything is a, it serves as a form of life insurance. So let's say you own your house outright and for a million dollars when you pass away. It's essentially, once that gets passed down to whomever or wherever you decide, that's a form of life insurance, right? So the goal really is to figure out, you know, what type of legacy you want to leave to your family. Um, if at all. If that's something that you don't care about, then maybe life insurance is it for you. Um, now, if you want to leave a legacy, um, that's going to be something that you say, hey, you know, I want this to be there for my kids and my grandkids. I want them to be able to have a better start to life than I did. That could be a use for it. Um, and, and when your kids are grown, that, 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 that makes the question of what else can we do with life insurance because then we might use life insurance for a different reason. It might not be for death benefit purposes. It might be for accumulation purposes. Um, and that's a whole different con con concept right there. That's a different type of life insurance called permanent life insurance. And um, it, it might take us a whole different session to go through that. But basically, there's two different types of life insurances. There mm -hmm. is the one that you rent, and there is the one that you own. Now, the one that you oh. rent... The one that you rent is simply like renting a house, right? You pay your rent every month. Your landlord has the right to kick you out whenever, whenever you decide to move. That's when, you know, basically um, you don't get any of that money back. Um, and, and, and all the money that you spent on that rent, paying somebody else's mortgage, just gone to waste. Um, so that's how term life insurance would work, okay? Now, when we look at owning the insurance, it's analogous to owning a house. So when you own that house, you're paying a level mortgage every month, and then when you pay that mortgage, you're going to be building equity, and you can go to the bank and turn that equity to cash whenever you decide to, as long as it's available. So the same thing can happen with a permanent life insurance policy. You pay the premiums, it's going to be level, and at some point, the premiums are going to expire. You're going to have that policy for the rest of your life. But now, since you paid those premiums in the same way that the mortgage built the equity and you can turn that into cash, you can turn the cash value from paying the premiums into cash. And, and that's, that's a very tax-efficient way for most people um, to utilize to supplement retirement, to have greater optionality in the future with their dollars. Um, so that's, that's another way some people would use life insurance if they don't uh -huh. have kids. Um, so in a nutshell, to supplement retirement planning or to create uh, optionality within their overall wealth picture and help complement other areas like their equity portfolios and their other safer segments of their portfolio. Oh, wow. Dang. You know, you just dropped a, you just dropped a wealth of information on me because, I, I mean, here I am, this woman, you know, that have had life insurance, you know, probably before my first one was born. And I don't even, I can't even remember if it was term or whole or uh, I'm going to say rent or own. I think it's own, but... You know, I better double check. But I didn't even know about that. You know, I didn't even know about there's different strategies with regards to, um, I mean, some of it I did know because I learned from you guys, but some of it I didn't even know and didn't even know that the classification or in the simple context of talking about life insurance would be, you know, do you want to rent it or do you want to own it? And, you know, um, when you own it, there's so much more you can do, right? Just like owning a property. When you own a property or you own your car or whatever, there's so much more you can do when you have that that asset that you actually own and that you're not just borrowing or renting, so to speak. So that, wow, you, 
Boy, I told you these guys are bona fide wealth experts, you guys. So they're <laughs> dropping some, they're dropping some nuggets of gold on us. And as I like to say, we talk, you know, they're dropping the dime on us with regards to how we can increase our wealth just by utilizing strategies that they can assist um, us with identifying when we create our wealth plan, our dream plan for the rest of our lives. So now I want to ask you. Um, with regards, I want to go back to the life insurance because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge topic. And, of course, you guys out there listening, hopefully you know my discretion with regards to, you know, sitting down, taking a piece of paper, writing some notes because they're dropping nuggets of gold. That's what my, my guests do. And these nuggets are things that you can take away immediately after listening to the show and incorporate into your life. So um, with regards to life insurance, how much? should a person have typically let's go with a typical husband and wife and two kids at home and then the same scenario husband and wife and you know kids outside the home how much should each of those um you know i don't know categories have with regards to life insurance right so that's a good that's a good question so like um you know to your your question before about what kind should i own and what amount at the end of the day, you really need to be working with a, a qualified professional who can explain and articulate the differences to you because while both of them have um, pros and cons, you got to make sure you get the right one for your situation. And when it comes to, you know, selecting the right amount, yeah, there's averages and rules of thumb and, and all of those other things, but I've never met the average person. So, you know, if you do reading in the popular press and the media, you'll, you'll see seven to ten times your income or – you know, a multiple of this or, or, you know, just a blanket, one to two million. Well, that's all well and good. But one thing that's interesting is with me working and living in Kentucky and Chris working and living in L.A., hey, newsflash, cost of living is different. So the expectations <laughs> of how much life insurance you need is going to be different, right? So, right. you know, what, what Chris and I like to do, we actually like to have that conversation and walk through an exercise of, okay, you know, how much do you owe on the mortgage? Does it make sense from a tax efficiency standpoint to pay it off if you're no longer here? And oftentimes we'll have clients that will say, well, uh, I, want my, I want my spouse to keep paying the mortgage because we get the, the interest um, deduction on our taxes. Right. Yeah, that's good, but it might make sense just to pay it off so you can free up that monthly cash flow, right? So, right. you know, we look at the, at the mortgage. We look at paying off other existing debts, um, making sure there's money for a funeral because we don't get out of this thing for free. If there's kids, we want to make sure that we have enough to send them to school, right? Because if mm-hmm. ideally, and this this is completely up to our clients, like we're just the ones that ask the questions, okay? So, you know, I ask some of our clients, do you want to make sure you have money to make sure your kids can go to school? You know, and, and if so, where is that? Is that the four-year plan? Is that the five-year plan? And this is where things are totally different. You know, it, there's a different cost to go to UCLA for four years compared to going to the University of Kentucky for five years. So that's right. where that number is going to be a little bit different. And if you have two kids, three kids, five kids, it starts to add up and multiply. So, you know, once we add up all of those things, the other big thing that we find a lot of young parents forget is replacement of income. So, you know, if if two people get married and they have two kids, they have planned their life on two incomes, right? It's the American dream. Throwing the, the dog in the picket fence and you got it, got it going. But what a lot of people don't realize is, is when somebody dies, that income stops. 
So if both couples are making a hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, we're talking about six grand a month um, after tax. So that's twelve grand that we're living on. Well, if all of a sudden, boom, six of that's gone, we have a hole in the budget, even though we paid off liabilities. Right. Now, granted, if the mortgage was two grand a month, we freed that up, so we don't need that anymore. But we might need four thousand or three thousand a month just to keep things going. So we can do the math to figure out, okay, if, you, if there's a shortage of three grand a month, how long do we want that to come in? And I think oftentimes a lot of newer parents will think, ah, only need income for a year, year and a half. Well, somebody extremely wise once told me that the truly wise people benefit from the mistakes of others. And I will tell you, in every instance, when I've had a young client pass away in their either late 20s or early 30s, the biggest thing about our planning they appreciated the most was supplemental income that lasted until the kids were out of the house. Wow. Just because of the fact a lot of people, and hopefully it doesn't happen to anybody listening, but if it does, a lot of people don't appreciate the fact that if they could work part-time and spend more time with the kids, they would if they had the money. And I've even had instances where people were in a job that they didn't really like. They just did it for the paycheck. And then once that spouse was gone, they didn't really want to do it. So having that planning in place allowed them to go back to school, retrain, and do something else because they loved it and really got that that time and, and peace of mind to be able to sit down and put their arms around their kids versus, hey, mom or dad's got to go to work and work twice as hard now because we don't have any income. So I know I really didn't answer your question, but that's how we get to that number that we got to have. No, I, I think that what you shared makes, like, a lot of sense. I think people out there listening could actually visualize these scenarios happening, whether they already know someone that this happened to, whether it's themselves, you know, um, or just something they just really never thought about. I mean, I know as a young parent, I didn't even think of, you know, I didn't think of that. You know, I'm living day to day. You know, I'm, you know what I'm saying? And so yep. um, the fact that I had that I had stepped up in my early 20s and got life insurance was huge because I know that my parents probably didn't do that when they had me. They were really young, uh, and so they probably didn't do that. I don't want to say really young. I'll make it seem like they were teenagers, but, you know, they were young. And um, and it was just a different era, and, you know, things were different um, on the aspect of, you know, minorities versus um, Caucasian. So it, it, it's just a different mindset. But as we've evolved now into the millennial um, century, things have changed. People are becoming more aware. There's more information out there. And, and of course, there's a lot more things to think about that, you know, you, we don't even think about. It's like having, you know, a freckle at the tip of your nose. You can't see, but everybody else can. Um, and so by having a person that you can talk to and discuss what you want in case things happen, of course, you don't ever want to think about those things happening, but in reality, things do happen. I mean, I worked in an emergency room. You, I can tell you how many people came in, young people came in that were starting in the prime of their life that came in and didn't act, didn't leave the hospital, you know, yeah. went on to another and, venture. So, I mean, it, Rochelle, it, it, I, I, you, you yeah. bring up a really good point, and I'm going to jump in because there's one thing you said that I think oftentimes um, people don't realize. Mm-hmm. Naturally, your parents love you, and they want to take care of you, right? That's kind of the job of a parent. Right. Well, you know, if you think about it, who taught you how to tie your shoes? I'm trying to think. Probably one of my cousins, but probably like an older, you know, parent or, you know, something generally like that, you know, parents. Right. Person probably taught and you who, how to ride and a bike. And, right. Did you, teach, did you teach your kids how to tie their shoes? 
Yeah, so but I talked the oldest with, one and the oldest one taught the youngest one. <laughs> there, there you go, right? Delegation. So with retirement planning and life insurance, it's a little bit different given the fact that, you know, as we look back several generations, a lot of us didn't have parents that had an experience with it, right? Or they had a bad experience and they pulled back from it. So even though they love you and they want to protect you, you can't necessarily lean into your parents for advice and, and, and um, counsel on this because they haven't walked that path. So whether it's Chris right. or I or somebody else, you got to make sure you have someone in your corner who can articulate all the things that are out there today to help you make an educated decision. You know, um, I mean, it, it, you guys are just phenomenal, and I'm so grateful to have you here on the show because um, there's a lot of things that even me now as a, you know, person that's been, you know, protecting my wealth for a while, um, just things that I'm thinking about, things I'm learning just as I'm talking to you, and um, I'm sure that I'm not the only person out out here in the world that um, thought we had, we knew, had the knowledge and thought we knew what we were doing, you know, and realized, dang, you know, that's true. Or, you know, wow, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know about the rent, you know, I didn't know rent to own. I mean, rent, rental life insurance versus permanent life insurance, renting it versus owning it. You know, I, I love the way um, Chris put that it, that concept in our minds because now it gives you a little bit more insight about how to think about those kind of things and what, um, it gives you information on how you can plan as you move forward in your life. And I know we're getting on our time because, um, you know, like I said, you guys, these are bona fide wealth experts, um, and um, one of them is actually having to step off and, um, you know, hop on a plane. And so he graced us with his time, and I'm very, very appreciative, and I know you guys are too. But don't don't fret, you guys out there listening. You know, I have a whole bunch more questions for these gentlemen. Unfortunately, we just don't have the time in this segment, but they will be back. And um, first of all, before we end this segment with regards to wealth, and really we just kind of dived in a little bit and just got you thinking about life insurance and how you can protect your wealth and, and start thinking about planning your dreams and having your 3, 5, 10, 15, 20-year plan, um, I want these gentlemen to share their information with you. So if you're listening to the show, they pick some information, you want to talk to them, you want to set up your dream plan, um, again, you can't make anything happen if you don't have a plan to follow. Um, Rob and Chris, go ahead and share with the listeners how if someone is interested just to have a conversation, and you guys, there's no obligation or anything, they just want to have a conversation, or if you just want to have a conversation with them, just know that they're here to give you information. They're, they're here to share their wealth of information. As you can see, they're very knowledgeable with you so that you can, again, um, build and sustain your wealth as you travel down your path to bliss. So, Rob and Chris, share with the listeners how they can get in contact with you um, to explore options or, you know, to chat with you um, about protecting their wealth. Sure. So you, you can reach out to me. Um, we're in a lot of different places, but as far as email, my email address is Rob, R-O-B dot K-I-N-G at N as in Nancy, M as in Mary dot com. So that's Rob dot King at NM dot com. The office number is 502-562-2495. And if you're curious, you can find us on social media. On Twitter, I'm at Rob King, I-I-I. I'm the third. My parents weren't super creative. Um, and then on LinkedIn, just Rob King. Um, and the the Facebook business page is actually facebook.com backslash Rob King, N is in Nancy, M is in Mary. Um, we tend to use our social media channels 
one, to keep people up to date, just what we're doing in the community. Um, mm -hmm. Love to get back and love to help people. And that's kind of our place to, to showcase that and spread that information. But also, usually what we'll do is if we see a theme of reoccurring questions from our clients, we'll push those out via LinkedIn and via that Facebook business page just because, you know, if you're in a group setting, oftentimes one person feels like they have the only question in the room and they don't want to ask it when in actuality right. everybody has that question. So we use that format to push those answers out so everyone can learn from everybody else's questions. Wow, love it. And Chris, do you want to share um, your connection info as well? Yeah, sure. Um, you can uh, email me, Christopher.m.com moody at nm.com so that's christopher c-h-r-i-s-t-o-p-h-e-r <laughs> dot m as in michael dot moody m-o-o-d-y um, you can also look me up on uh, linkedin and uh, search my name christopher moody um, once you see uh, long beach california that's where my uh, office is based out at you see that there in the office line um, to my team is five six two four seven two two eight eight four. Um so yeah, go ahead and give me a call or if you want to just kinda kinda uh look me up on social media. I do I do a little bit of uh you know education on my Instagram and uh also on my Facebook. Um so you can add me on Facebook or my Instagram is uh C M dot uh Moody. Uh so first and last initial dot Moody. Um, you can look me up on there. Um, I'll follow everybody back. So um, look forward to, um, you know, hearing from some of you guys. Again, you know, this is all about you guys. It's your plan, not ours. Um, our whole purpose is here to basically listen and be a, 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 an ear for you to give you an objective approach to whatever your your goals and objectives are. And um, I think Rob has something else to share. So yeah, just last time. thing. Just just make sure when you if you do end up calling us, be sure to if we don't answer the phone and our team answers the phone, be sure to let them know that uh, you heard us on the Blissful Living podcast. What we want to make sure we take care of our podcast listeners. Absolutely. Oh wow, that's wonderful. Okay, so there you have it, everyone. Some experts about wealth and how you can build and sustain and protect your wealth so that you can live the lifestyle that you dream, desire of. Um, as you travel down your path to bliss. And, again, they will be on um, some more time, so don't worry. Um, we're going to roll this out, and maybe next time we can get them a little bit longer. Um, but I'm very grateful and very thankful to have them um, today. And with that being said, remember to check out our sponsors at um, blissfullivingthenumber4u.com, as well as All Day cableinc.com. Until next time, wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your, to your spirit, and may you grow and sustain wellness, wisdom, and wealth as you travel down your path to bliss. This is Rochelle Marie Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous, saying goodbye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. 
or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.